Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We have a little announcement. Sophie isn't going to be with us for the next couple of weeks. Listen, trust me, it's still going to be good. And also for today's episode, we've got my second favorite person in my life. I don't think I should say second. We've got my other favorite lady in my life. I shouldn't say that, I've got sisters. We have the woman who's known me the longest in my life. That's a way better answer. We have my mum, Penny, on the podcast today to uh, replace So for the time being. Boy, is it hilarious. I can't wait for you to get to the listeners' messages because it's one of the funniest things I've ever done. Thank you, Producer Jack. Um, okay, anyway, also, guys, before we kick off, please remember to, it, just the biggest thing in the world, if you could click that subscribe button, it means everything. Uh, it, honestly, it just takes a second of your time and it just does such a big favor for us. It really does. So if you have just a little moment at any point, please go and do that and tell everyone about the podcast and also if you want to check us out on socials on youtube tiktok under newlyweds we're there okay i've rambled enough let's get on with the podcast i really love this bag because jamie gave it to me and if he ever wanted to give me one in another color yeah you want it what color yeah. would you like i'd like uh Just a hypoth- a hypothetically a few colors I like a black or a dark brown or a cool color like that. You want something? Okay, all right. Yeah, for my birthday's coming. Hi, Mum. Well, I, I can't introduce you yet. We started. Yeah, we started. Okay. It's a podcast. You just, the thing is called, this is what they call a cold open. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's called a cold open, which is where everything's just live. So you just end up just talking. This is the second time you've been on the podcast. Don't we say good morning? And... We do, but we have a ramble at the top. A ramble? Yeah, we just talk about whatever. Okay. So It's my second time on... I'm Listen, I was also in the live show, so I'm now literally a professional. You were in the live show? I'm a natural. Do you, do you quite like doing this? Yeah, I like... I, listen, I've never been short of words, have I? I've never <laughs> run out of anything to say. My, my mother has this great way, and I'm excited for this episode today. But we, whenever whenever we have a conversation together, what happens is we talk about loads of different things. And then somehow it always turns back to uh, dad and relationships. Oh, no, does it? That's no, so... Not, not always, but sometimes it does. Do you, think, do you think I need to... I probably need to address this. <laughs> yeah, do you, maybe. Do you know... <laughs> I did have a therapist say to me, I think you really need to unpick your relationship with your mother. And I said to him, do you know what? I'm 68. My mother's dead. And I really don't want to go and find out why my mother didn't like me. You know? God's sake. Did Granny so, not like you? No. She, yes, she did. No, she loved my... Is he, look, I am the abandoned child. You're not the abandoned yeah, child. Yeah, she didn't like me. She told me. She said she never wanted me. She only wanted my brother. And according to her, sex mad. I don't know where she got that from. <laughs> she said you were sex. Obsessed. Obsessed with words. sex. That's what she said. Don't know how she knew. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she was quite proud of you because she could sort of live vicariously in the hairdresser through the fact that they wanted to know who you were. Mm. She liked that. I remember, though, when uh, before Granny died, um, and it's not funny at all, but she was very old at this point, and she sort of she sort of tried to do things where she would try and sort of maybe take her... No, let's be honest. She decided that she had... Would, there was no such thing as assisted dying, so she'd assist herself rather badly and hopelessly. <laughs> it was more like a cry out for help, wasn't it? No, it wasn't even a cry. I promise you it was not a cry for help. It was a, could somebody please pay attention to me? So I'm going to do this and then I'm going to ring you. So the first time she made a concerted effort um, and it didn't work. So the second time she rang me and she said, you need to call an ambulance. And I said, what have you done? She said, I've taken seven sleeping pills. And I said... You took 38 last time and it didn't do anything. So what is seven going to do this time? So, and, and, and didn't you go down? I mean, if you, it's tough because if you knew uh, uh, your mum, my grandmother, you would laugh at her. She was uh, so funny in some ways. But then you came down and she had done, hadn't she done a poo protest? No, 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 we're not going to go there because that was just rank. That was just she terrible. Done a poo protest. Like H-block syndrome, you know, the Irish jails. Just to annoy my mum. Just so I'd have to clean it. What's a poo protest? A poo protest is where you... you... smear excrement on the walls. <laughs> what? No, my mother was interesting, yeah. tough, mm-hmm. I mean, very talented in lots of ways, super bright. You told me the time when you brought your boyfriend back. <gasps> oh, that was awful. So, so you brought, when you were younger, you brought your boyfriend back to the house. What happened? Well, she'd gone to play golf. Yeah. So she said, I'm out. I'm going to play golf. I'm here for the... I'm 19. So I shipped my boyfriend over. I don't yeah. know how, because he didn't have mobile phones. So I must have rung on a landline. Yeah. So the coast is clear. <laughs> Come. <laughs> and she got... <laughs> so we're upstairs. Yeah. And suddenly I hear the front door open and a cooey. And I think, oh, no. Because we weren't allowed. This is probably why she thought I was sex obsessed. So I hid him in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> and said, oh, I'm upstairs. Um... She said, what are you doing? I thought, oh, I thought I might go and have a bath now. <laughs> in the middle of the day. In the middle of the oh, God. And so she opened the cupboard. Did she, she know? Did she know by your voice? She just looked at my face. She thought, what's she doing? I know <sighs> she's got something. My therapist once said to me, I think anytime anyone goes cooey in the street, you're probably having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mama, so today... Um, yeah. What we're going to do is, Sophie's not here, so we wanted to get you on the podcast to take us through a timeline of what I was like okay. growing up. Yeah. So we have some school reports we're going to go through. We're going to talk about loads of different things. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. Okay, here we go. Hello, I'm Jamie Lang. And I'm Sophie Lang. And we met five years ago. And we're... Married! Married! Yes, we are. Yes, we are. That's right can't get rid of me hello everyone welcome back to newlyweds uh i'm here with my mother hello mother penny Bay. hello you you have a different surname to me why is that oh because i remarried yeah you remarried wasn't the one where you uh you always thought that you'd want a surname as trait because then it would be penny penny, it's penny trait, trait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because mr royds married miss whatever her name was yeah. and her name was an emma so she became known as emma royds <laughs> And I thought it would be hilarious to be Penny Trait. Oh, my. Hey, Mummy, so, so what was I like as a child, be honest? Uh, gosh, what, right back to... Right back to the beginning. Okay. So give it to me, go. You were 
kind of difficult from conception. Your brother never caused me heartache in any way. He was mm. just so good. And then you arrived and it was like a tornado. Really? So I get pregnant with you. I, you know, you have your checkups. The doctor says, oh, well, we've got a problem because you, <laughs> it's placenta previa. I'm like, well, what's that? And they say, well, this child cannot be born naturally because the placenta is at the bottom and he won't be able to be born. So I'm like, what? So they said, but don't worry because very often the placenta moves. Yeah. No, you sat there with the placenta on your head and you never bloody moved. And <laughs> on and on it went. And then I had to go into hospital six weeks before you were due. Oh, my God. And sit there. So I didn't know what to do with Alexander. Oh, my God. And I your, didn't even think about that. Yeah. And then your dad, oh, where's dad? He's on a motorbike or something. <laughs> I don't know. She wasn't. He was in Nepal trekking. So what were you doing with Basanda, my brother? Um, I got a, a nanny in to live in the house. <laughs> yeah. And granny, you know, the suicidal granny. Um, <laughs> she lived down the road. So she probably came and fed Alexander. She loved Alexander. So that was all right. Really? Is this, a, this? I didn't even think about that. And I'm in Oxford, which is 45 minutes John away. Radcliffe, yeah. Sitting... In a bed for six weeks. And your dad is ooh, back from holiday and trekking. Mm -hmm. And so we are allowed special permission, because nothing's gone wrong, to go out for dinner on the night of the third to celebrate our wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. And at two o'clock in the morning on the night of the second, I think, oh, God, this baby is heaving about. And I literally, I'm not very nice. I'll go, shut up, baby, you know, because <laughs> you're, you're heaving around. You're punching with your stomach. And I am terribly short-sighted. <laughs> shut up, baby. <laughs> I'm really short-sighted. So I think, oh, I'll just go to the loo. And while I'm in the loo, the nurse comes in to check on me. <laughs> I have bled from the bed to the loo, but I'm so short-sighted, haven't noticed. So there is complete mayhem. I'm rushed to the operating theatre. And <laughs> all I'm... It's a horror movie. It's it like, is. It's like some horror movie. And I'm going, no, 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 no. I'm going out to dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> and not you. You had to come at five o'clock in the morning on oh November the 3rd God. on my wedding anniversary. But okay, I was born. Emergency cesarean. Emergency cesarean. Do you know what you're meant to do now? Eat the poo. <laughs> <laughs> you're meant to oh god this is absolutely disgusting if you you're meant to then if you have a cesarean i suppose you're meant to um swab with a sponge mm. all of the liquid and all of the, the yeah and and then squeeze it into the baby's mouth yeah because you've got to get the bacteria down you that didn't happen to me but i don't <laughs> oh god i let you down <laughs> i don't think that's why you've got a jippy tummy well why do i have a jippy tummy then? i told you this in the last podcast because you've got that awful thing called giardia from your cousins from Hong Kong and had 17 dirty nappies before I thought there might be a reason to go to the doctor. A day? A day. No, I, I was pooing 17 times a day and you did nothing about it. Well, only for a day or two. And then I thought this can't be right. Okay, wait, hang on. So you, I, I'm born in hospital. I come out 3rd November. Mm. You knew I was going to be a boy. I knew you were going to be a boy and I was so disappointed. Because <laughs> you wanted to. <laughs> I really, I, because I had a boy and dad said that I was only allowed one more child. He never wanted, you know, that was it. Dad said. And so I wanted a girl. Okay. And so I thought, well, the best thing to do is avoid disappointment. Know yeah. what you're getting. Yeah, that's true. So I knew you were a boy. But I, I think I was, I was really loving as a child. You always say I always hugged everyone. Hugely loving. Yeah, I always, and also I always fell in love with people. Do you not? Know, I, I remember throughout my life I fell in love with people. Always fell in love. Always fell in love. There were always girls. 
always girls, always, always women. women. I suddenly had a realization. I was sent to to summer school. I was, at, you know, very, we went skiing and I was sent to ski school. I was sent to boarding school. And I phoned her and said, why did you send me to all those schools? It's because you didn't want to hang out with me. And you went, yes. You, you sent me to all these schools because yeah. you wanted to just be, hang out without your children. I wanted you to have a very rounded education. <laughs> ways. No ways. Jump pot, let me tell you. Okay. When you finally have children, yeah. when you and Sophie have children, uh-huh. you will realise that at some point you think, dear God, I can't even wash my hair. I can't go out. I can't do anything. I've got your whole life changes. You can't do anything except you've got these children. So the thought of putting you into ski school for a morning and skiing on my own is like bliss. <laughs> Oh, and do you know when I put you into ski school, I shall really feel bad about this. This is terrible. That's terrible. What happened? Well, I tell you what happened. You and your brother go to ski school together, and, and I we're think, separated. Well, I think he'll look after you, but unfortunately, he's put in a different class. Mm-hmm. And you're there, and I'm waving at you, and you have to walk up this hill. You wanted to go to the loo, and it was a French ski school, and they don't speak English. No, qu'est-ce qu'il y a? And so you say, I need to go to the loo, and they don't know. So you wee in your ski suit and when I come to pick you up at 12 o'clock you're sitting on a bench with your legs frozen and stiff because <laughs> you're frozen, wee- to the bench. frozen to the bench in your weed and ski suit <laughs> I have to snap you open to get you off the bench <laughs> uh, and then I hired a girl to look after you in the afternoons with your brother so I could keep skiing <laughs> And then I'd come back and find you both naked on the stairs eating biscuits. And I remember this one time I faked having a headache once again, faked being ill once again. And you were just like, oh, I'm bored. Okay, fine, whatever. Okay, you stay home today. We're going to go out. So everyone went out skiing and I stayed at home. Do you remember this? Oh, just <laughs> I thought, how old and I, I was, must have been how old? Was well, no, you were nine. And I was at home. <laughs> it's actually quite young. It's always like the movie. And um, they all even got the mountain. I think, I am home alone i could do anything and i thought ah and i opened the front door <laughs> that's right opened the front door came outside like i was in a musical and the door shut behind me and locked <laughs> i was locked out the house for the whole day in your pajamas <laughs> so i just had to sit on the stairs outside for the whole day waiting for you to come back what i find so interesting about you is because for all your personality and your outward and your exuberance and your extrovert but you find it really embarrassing to ask for help yes so always my you worst couldn't thing. say to a passerby in america i'm nine years old my mother's left me and i'm locked out of the house please no. call the police no you have brought my school reports see i may have been a bad mother but <laughs> i have every single picture card letter you've written me i've got all your letters my all letters your i send you everything every letter you've ever sent me what do the letters say Please take me home. <laughs> no, they all go, they're all illiterate, that's sure. And they go, I'm having a nice time. I have a friend called James. I have a friend called Edmund. I can't wait to see you. Please, can we have a film when I get home? And I love you. I love you. Love, Jamie. Oh, my God. That is the sweetest. So sweet. We used to, mum used to drop, I, remember, I, I think I said, I remember I got sent to boarding school at eight years old. No one told me what boarding school was. And suddenly I remember, it, I looked around the school, a new school, I didn't know what it was or what was going on. I was looking around the school. This and is it, rubbish. It's not way. rubbish. And at the end of the day, I went, okay, I, where's my mum? And they said, well, she's gone. And I went, sorry, what? <laughs> and I was given a school number and the gate shut. It was like I was in prison. No, but your brother was there. You knew that you were joining your brother. I didn't know. I, you have to remember, I don't think you really realised what I was like as a child. 
Like, I, I think also, in my defense, because I'm beginning to sound like this really appalling mother. You're the mother. greatest mum. Okay, so there was a rather bad year in our lives. Okay, <laughs> here we the go. year you went. Here we go. What did I say at the beginning? Somehow yeah, it always comes, comes back. back. So <laughs> you went to boarding school in September yeah. of 1997. Yeah. Okay, and Dad left in May 1997. I was probably unhinged. <laughs> I don't know how I even got your name tapes on and got you to school. <laughs> So I probably forgot to tell you that I wasn't taking you home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. That's exactly what happened. I know, but there was the most wonderful teacher called Mark Johnson, Mr. J. Yeah. God, I love that man. He was great. He was our de- your deputy head. Yeah. And I sat in his office sobbing, saying, I don't know what to do with my boys. And you know, I'm on my own and mm. I'm a single mum. And he said, your boys will be the ones I keep my special eye out for. You leave them to me. And I knew Mr. Johnson would look after you. <laughs> Sounds really weird. No. I'll keep my special eye out for them. <laughs> no, I'll, they'll be special. I'll I keep know. an eye on them. And then he left. Well, he didn't get the headmastership. Yeah, so job. he left. So he, <laughs> so he didn't keep his special eye out for me. No, but I'm sure lots of other teachers did. <laughs> All right, all right, you have my school reports. Yeah. Should we read one? So this is the first ever school report. So is it? So what school is this? This is Hatherup Castle School, where you go into the nursery. Yeah, at probably one and a half. No, I don't think it was one and a half. Because <laughs> you're trying to get, get rid of no, me. you're about three years old. We're actually working at two. <laughs> we were working at two. Three years old. So this is one of this is your first thing, and it says. Okay, Jamie go. does not always participate fully in the group lessons, but enjoys performing solo. We should have known That's then. That's sweet, yeah. see? Your lively enthusiasm and good coordination in physical development. And you've made excellent all-round progress. He enjoys school. He now needs to make use of his own initiative and be more willing to take on tasks on his own. No. Spring 1994. So you're born in... 88. Jamie has made steady progress in maths. He needs to concentrate a little bit more on the task in hand and to avoid making mistakes, particularly in addition and subtraction. Subtraction. I think you still have difficulty. (laughs) He approaches practical maths tasks with enthusiasm, but must learn to persevere rather than rush on to the next job. Do you think that sounds good? (laughs) Yes, it sounds very good. Uh, Oh, God, listen to this. Language. What do you think language was? Like French. Oh, English language. It'd be English English language. language. Somebody called Sarah Gaunt. I don't remember. Okay. Jamie enjoys oral work and contributes willingly to class discussions. He must, however, learn to listen to other children and to instructions. He finds it hard to work independently. God's sakes, Jamie, can you? Okay, so this yeah. is your first term when I've sent you to boarding school I'm, and you didn't know you were going and you thought you were going home. So this is the report of when you were there shut in behind a gate. Okay, and I'm, eight years, I'm eight years old. You're eight. Eight years old. Eight years old. Okay. Okay. Just just picture this, listeners. Eight years old, parents divorced, sent no, off No, no, to... no, not divorced, just dad on a oh, Sorry, she's still clinging on. <laughs> still. I'm, there's still hope he's coming back. <laughs> Okay. okay. Remember, I'm unhinged. Yeah, okay, you're unhinged. Right, here we okay. go. Okay. A splendid first term. Look at that. He came top in the end of a term collections and he's enjoyed everything on offer here at Summerfields. So you were not crying. He has an enthusiasm and interest that is infectious. Well done. That is so unbelievable. Right, this is your first term when you were so unhappy. Okay. Tutor. 
Tutor? Tutor. Jamie has had a happy and successful first term here at Summerfields. He is a lively and enthusiastic boy who throws himself wholeheartedly into each and every event. He seems well settled into the routine of boarding school life and only upsets occur when he is worried about what might or might not be happening at home. Hello. <laughs> that is so telling. That is oh. so telling. Okay, in the classroom, Jamie is unfailingly helpful and polite. He is a boy of wide talents who is already making his mark in the under nine team. There you go. Golf coaching and judo take up more of his free time. He has plenty of friends mixing easily with the others. We all enjoyed his speech on Christopher Columbus. He was duly chosen by the form to represent them in the finals of the public speaking competition. Dear God, I mean, you sound like an absolute angel. <laughs> what happened? Christ. <laughs> It's a brilliant. Read these. It's just the most brilliant first term report. Okay, well then. Oh God, sport. Here we go. P. Here we go. James. James. <laughs> I think it's you. James is clearly one of the most talented boys in his year. <laughs> What's going on? In his, in part, his natural ability detracts from his personal development in the form of complacency. However, James displays great enthusiasm and has the potential to be a very good ball sports player. Oh, my God. I must have thought I'd given birth to a genius. Okay, all right. Here we go. Let's okay? go. Okay. So, and now we're yeah. going to go to your very final reports. Oh, of the same school? No, of your last school. Because <laughs> then I sent you to another boarding school <laughs> okay. called Radley College. Okay, here we go. Is this, is this, oh, my God. What, what was home life like at this point? Uh, so now we're in 2006. Yeah, mum was Sounds heavily into drugs on. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the crack really started to get. I, I have stopped crying. I am very thin. Mm. And I have moved to London where I have discovered a plethora of people happy to take you out for dinner. I'm having the time of my life. So I'm even happier that they're at boarding school so I can have three months off. Because to... mummy's just dating everyone. I'm dating. Everyone. And they're all... 29. It's <laughs> her 40. <laughs> She's dating yeah. such younger men. Anyway, it's it's just brilliant. So as wonderful as Jamie is in class, there could be no hiding from the fact that he simply hasn't put the work in outside of lessons. He has missed classes and essays due to his unfortunate knee injury but has not shown any urgency in catching up on worked mist he promised much reading over leave away and i fell for it the coffee of tender of the night is the night sent to his bedside remains largely undiscovered <laughs> jamie showed a genuine interest in this subject in group discussion he is keen to explore the text from different angles this has not been transferred onto paper in the way i would have liked there are some basic weaknesses in jamie's writing he must be diligent in coughing out mistakes. Similarly, proper nouns do not always get capital letters they deserve in Jamie's <laughs> writing. I wish I could report that he has taken strides to putting this right, but to do so would be fantasizing. <laughs> His latest essay deadline has been and gone with nothing to show for it, so the anticipation <laughs> remains. Shit. I mean, I've lost the scholar from his first school. He's gone. Just gone. Okay. Is there anything else? In yeah, there? I've got one more. I've got to read you this. Okay, here we go. This is your very final, final, final report <laughs> yeah. of all time from the overall, the warden. What's the warden? At He's Bradley? the headmaster. 
the headmaster at Radley yeah. and the housemaster at Radley. Okay. Okay. The, the, you're leaving. They've, they've given up teaching you now. So <laughs> okay. um, I'll just read the beginning of your tutor's report because it's four pages. Okay. All right. It, it does say good things. It says, for me, social will never be quite the same. Jamie's infectious enthusiasm and positive vibes were always a beam of light, sun, bright sunshine on a gloomy day. He embraced life and his natural caring personality won him friends and respect across all the years within his boarding house. He is a unique character and he has touched many with his considerate manner. <laughs> See? That's quite sweet. Absolutely lovely. He doesn't mention your schoolwork. That's quite sweet. I mean, we won't. We will tell everyone what you got in your A levels. Oh my god! And then the warden. I love this. The, okay. the warden who I the don't headmaster. Think I, I don't think I ever met him. I don't think you ever met him. No, <laughs> you never met the headmaster of my school. His final report about you. Okay. I saw Jamie dashing down to College Pond after his final exam, and all his appealing qualities were evident impetuous good humour and a great zest for life as he prepared to jump in. I shall miss him, and whilst I am sorry his final year was so affected by injury, I am sure he will thrive in the years ahead. Oh, there you go. look at that. Look at that. So I wasn't that bad. Well, you started hot. <clears throat> I wasn't that... Bit downhill after that. But was I, what, were they some years when I was really bad? Yeah, yeah. The, I said this before. The moment you hit puberty and girls came in, it was a terrible. You stopped working. <laughs> what do you that was it. Working? And you took you you took up this thing, which you still do. Okay. I will promise everything. Yeah. And deliver nothing. <laughs> As they said in your wedding speech, there is not one event, holiday, dinner, yeah. evening, that you have either turned up or left at the time agreed. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and even not showing at all to my sixtieth birthday dinner. <laughs> promise promise yeah sure still holding on to it yeah still holding still on. grieving still holding on to it okay well <laughs> listen mumsy um i love you you're you're the greatest mummy in the i love world. you much more i love you that was great mumsy so we do this thing where we read out listeners messages yep. right yeah okay so we get sent all these messages on instagram yeah and then they are, they're kind of normally quite tame. They're not very rude or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're still going through my reports. No, I'm just putting them in order. Yeah. Okay, putting them in order for who? Well, for me to read and cry over. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, so they're going to be quite nice. They send them in to us, to Instagram and to an email account. Um, and they're just quite lovely. And so we're going to read them. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Yep. Let's read the listeners' messages. <laughs> 
Okay, this one is from Anonymous. That sounds dubious, because why wouldn't they give a name? It's going to be something dodgy. <laughs> I don't think it's anything dodgy. Okay, oh my God, you ready for this? Okay, you ready for this? Dodgy, I said it. I don't think it's dodgy. After a few weeks of dating a guy, things started heating up. Oh, by the way, we have to give advice back. Oh, okay. So you, give a, you listen, yeah. you give advice. Okay. After a few weeks of dating a guy, things started heating up. We were back at his house on the sofa and clothes started coming off. I decided to give him some sperm. Oh no, I don't think I want to hear this. I decided to give him some special trouser kisses. <laughs> I undid his belt. I can't read this. I can't read this. I undid his belt and pulled out his trousers, <gasps> and I could see a rather large cock in his pants. I think this is atrocious. You can't read this out in front of your mother. I don't want to know. Oh my, I thought I'm in for a good night. I then took his pants off, be met with a yes, a large cock, and that he also had a Prince Albert. Oh, that's a ring in the end of it. You can attach it to a piece of rope. Attach it to a piece of rope. Yeah, pull him around. Not just through the foreskin, through the full penis end. Needless to say, I'd never come across one before, so I was quite intrigued. It was a large ring with a silver ball in the middle. It was quite hot. Anyway, I carried on with what I started. I can't, I can't, I can't. I don't think the listeners want to hear this. I started giving, oh my God, him, I can't even say the word. Him, I have to say it this way, him a blowjob. What? While in throws of the job, I put a few signature mouth moves in there, not taking a second thought about the piercing. What came next was what I only described as a large crack. Oh God, she swallowed it. And a it. lot of blood. She swallowed it. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought, what the hell had happened? <clears throat> I looked down, blood everywhere. I stood up, looked at him. He was panicking, saying, it's not me, it's not me. I said, it's me. He just stood in shock. Yes, my front tooth had cracked and fallen out from the impact of me whacking his large cock with large bald piercings at the end of my teeth. <laughs> I'm simply horrified. He waddled into the kitchen with his trousers around his ankles to grab me a towel. I looked, I, le I left sharpish, booked in at the dentist, who I had to lie to as how the injury occurred. All was fixed. I didn't see him after that, funnily enough. Well, no wonder she's bloody anonymous. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have put my name on that. Oh, my God. Do you want me to read you another one, Mark? No, I need to lie down now. <laughs> Can I have to have one more? Are you ready for this? Could we have a clean one? Okay, I think this is clean, right? Producer yeah. Jack? Yeah, this is totally clean. Okay, so this is Producer Jack, so this is not me. So this is okay. a clean one. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Okay, you read it. It's though. not anonymous as well. Okay, so oh, you can Charlotte. read it. Oh, Charlotte's got her name to it. Yeah, you got that one. Here we go. Charlotte. Oh, God says, I'm not religious, but if I was, I'd be banned from heaven. I've not told a soul this story. And before this pod, I thought I'd take it to the grave. Well, Charlotte, let me tell you, it's now going to a million listeners. So think about it. It's my advice. Four years ago, I met a lovely boy whilst traveling. We were in Venice. Oh, romantic. Half? A.F.? As fuck. Oh, really? <laughs> Romantic AF, as fuck. We enter a chapel, sit down. Oh, no, they're not going to do it in this church, are they? Oh, God. <laughs> 
We enter a chapel, sit down on a wooden stool, and I'll be frank. Oh, God, I can't read this. This is, he's doing something under her white dress. Oh, God. Anyway, it gets fairly heated, and I'm finding it extremely hot. Hot as in sexy or hot as in temperature. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm sweating here. something funny under her white dress. Oh, and then we should... Started having sex in the chapel. And we need to find a place to do the sex. When, since when did it become the sex? Immediately. Okay. There was a small outcome of this chapel. There's no such thing as an outcome of a chapel. What do you mean an outcome? I think she means outlet section. Do you mean alcove? Yes. Outcome. <laughs> Slightly hidden from the rest of the main hall. And we proceeded to have sex. It was probably louder than we thought at the time. It always is, isn't it? Oh, God. Anyway, my boyfriend mentions to me that I feel, oh, God, I can't read this. This is just awful. Oh, my God. Anyway, he mentions that he thinks she feels wet. And, oh, God. And there's blood running down. God, this whole thing's about blood. There's blood running down my leg. And to my absolute horror, my dress is covered in blood. Now, remember, the dress was white. Now, look, periods are periods. Nothing to be ashamed of. But when you've got the eyes of the God looking directly at you, it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon and my dress, leg and floor is covered in blood. It's not the best look. No. It was a boiling day, so we didn't have any jumpers to cover up my dress. So by some bizarre decision-making process, my boyfriend whips off his T-shirt to reveal his bare chest. I wrap the T-shirt round and we both start heading for the exit, where before I notice a group of vicars... Oh, my God, all around the wooden stool, it looked like they were examining something. I looked down, only to find they were... Oh, my... I just literally... I'm going to lie down more. They were staring at my period, and maybe they thought it was the blood of Christ. I haven't been to Venice since. I just, oh, dear. Lo- dear Lord! That's dreadful. I don't think I want to know that. Oh, 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 Mummy, what did you think of that? I think get a room. You know, when you feel like that, go and find a hotel, get a room. Honestly, in a revolve in the church. Don't know, what was it? Outcome. Oh, God. Okay, we have one more. Well, I'm not reading it. I'm... I'm going to read it. We have one more. This is producer Jack. I just on, I, I haven't read any of these. I don't know what's going on. Are you ready for this? Is it more blood? I don't know what it is. It's, it's weird. Blood. It's, not, it's not usually like this. I don't know how okay. these messages have creeped in this week. Oh, my God. I just don't know what. It's going to be blood again. <clears throat> so it's from Anonymous. It's definitely blood then. Okay. So at the time of this event, I had been with my girlfriend about three, four months. Putting in mind, she was my childhood crush and I'd done everything I could to get with her. Anyway, this is about the third time she stayed around my house. We get to bed and the cleaner has cleaned and ironed my white sheets. It's definitely blood. I made sure was changed the day of her arrival. Good we boy. We fall to sleep after a good night and all is well. Only for me to be woken up by my own fart. Which happens a lot. I look round and my bum is sting- stinging, which is never a good sign. And it's extremely warm. I put my hands into oh, my no, pants no. to do a casual check, fearing the worst. As it comes to my attention, I followed through and I have poo on my finger. <laughs> I'm silent. I move the blanket to check it's not followed through. To which, in fact, it has. But only slightly. So I run to the toilet, grab a wet towel and start scrubbing the skid, staring at her, praying she doesn't wake up. 
To my horror, she does and asks what I'm doing. I make up some story, hoping she thinks she's dreaming and falls back to sleep to absolute shock. She, for some reason, sits up, moves the covers to assess what's happened, only for her to rip them off and expose a whole pile of poo, which I never knew I could produce, covering most of the sheets. I'm not going to speak. I start scrubbing frantically while staring. Why would you scrub on a pile? (laughs) While staring her dead in the eyes for both just to look down to my diary, covering not only the bed, but her whole leg. (laughs) We have now been together four years. Don't know how I pulled through as my ego has been destroyed ever since. Well, I've got to say, tolerant girl. Oh, my God. What a tolerant girl. But then maybe he was Do you remember Ill. that happened to me in Scotland? Do you remember that? No. You don't remember that? Was I absent again? You must remember this. When, in Scotland, when I had that bad tummy? No. You must remember this. I had the worst tummy. We were up at our cousins in Scotland, and I had a bad prawn. At their house? At their house. And I had a bad prawn, or I had muscle, whatever it is. And I went to bed that night, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I went, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> And I had pooed the bed because I was so unwell. So I went and woke you up. Or maybe it was my aunt. Maybe I went and woke Lottie up. No, you wouldn't have woken your aunt. You'd have woken me. Maybe I woke you. You went, don't worry about it. It's fine. We cleaned up the bed. We put it in the washing machine. We moved me to another room, the spare room. And I went to bed. Did it again. Two hours later, I woke up and I had done it again. And I was so embarrassed, I hid it in a cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> no. Oh, Mumsy, can you say thank you to the listeners for uh, sending in their messages? Oh, thank you to the listeners for sending in their messages. I really, really enjoyed reading those <laughs> and listening to them. And um, very interesting and actually informative. Okay, there we go. All right, everybody listening, please keep sending in your messages. We absolutely love them at Newlyweds Podcast on Instagram or newlyweds at jampopproductions.co.uk. Mama, that's the end of listeners' messages. Mumsy, you know that you're my, uh, you're the other woman in my life. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I like that. You like that. What, what What did you think of the wedding? Oh, well, I'm going to do it properly this time because okay. Patrick Habu yeah. nailed the podcast at the wedding because he said all the things that I didn't say, which yeah. I should say, which is that... I love you both so much and I'm so proud of you and and it's just a dream and all I want is your happiness. I know. And that's true. Um, I bloody loved the wedding. The wedding was a triumph. It was it was an absolute triumph. You were the one who said get rid of the flowers. No, no, I didn't, no, listen. You were the one who said that. So I tried to get rid of the top flowers and then I got told off for it. I said get rid of the top flowers, but the thing that I really want, I went on and on about and the costings was ditch the dessert buffet you yeah. can't ditch the dessert no. buffet i promise you you sent me the costings yeah and i was like okay dessert buffet x dessert buffet lighting x dessert buffet <laughs> flowers x i was like ditch the dessert buffet everyone's on a dart no one's going to eat the bloody dessert buffet but everyone it was the triumph it, everyone loved the dessert it was the triumph for the evening and i went up to you that evening you might not remember i, and I remember. said i eat my words you just created the most sensational event it was, it? it was just amazing the music was beyond brilliant yeah the, actually i've got one only one criticism oh here we go okay what is it your seating plan was shit are you kidding me yeah uh, the seating, the plan, seating plan that is you you can't imagine how hard a seating plan is oh i can i've given parties have you given a 200 person party 
all seated. You've never done a 200 person party all seated. Well, I, when I got married to your dad, we had a dance. It must have been 200 people. We seated everyone. It is so impossible. Who was in a bad space? Okay, give it to me. Go on. How, how was it bad? Because people are on the end. And so yeah, gonna... it's the end. It's the end spot, isn't it? But then and... how do you move those around? That's the most impossible Well, you sat thing. your brother next to his wife. In fact, he was quite pleased because they don't go out much. So they got to talk to each and other. And also, I think, Mama, in like, in like events like that, you want to sit next to people. Like that, you know, you don't want to sit next to a stranger. You want to sit next to people you know and love and adore and all that kind of stuff. True. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And actually you had the problem because you had, you know, you had your main Chelsea life, your other life. And I, I agree with all that. So you dumped all the old buggers in one little group. <laughs> yeah, of course. You had an old person's table. It was worth every penny that was spent on it. It's an evening we'll never ever forget did you like my speech Ma? your your speech actually i would say was almost the highlight of the evening you spoke so well and so impressively and it was emotional it was touching it was funny you liked it that much i loved it that much i loved it so much i've <clears throat> listened to it five times since and every time i cry i'm gonna read you my bit that i wrote for you again Shall no I don't because i'll cry again <clears throat> you ready for this yeah this is what I wrote for my mum in my speech. I went, mum, mama, mumsy, penny. She's going she's to cry. She's going to go. My true rock. Mama, I don't think I'll have enough time to express my love for you. <laughs> she's crying. <laughs> you have always put your kids first. And even though everyone knows I'm your favourite, <laughs> you still make sure it's not too obvious. It hasn't been the easiest road for you, breaking into flats, throwing parties, you thinking I was a drug dealer at one point. <laughs> Getting arrested in Peterborough, me phoning you up and asking you what a meringe tower was only to find out what it, it was a meringue, <laughs> or getting my A-level results, doing my retakes and then getting worse than before. Your love for me is the one thing I've never questioned and I couldn't ask for a better mum. Mm. Sweet! Despite the fact that I abandoned you into a school. <laughs> Can you explain this? At one time you actually thought I was a drug dealer. Well, I saw a message on your phone. I thought I was a drug dealer. And you were saying you only had, I can't get you this, but I've got that. And I thought, oh my God. You, well, you could have been anything at the time because you were so out of control. I thought I was selling drugs. Well, I had to leave a note in the wine cellar saying, if you're going to nick the wine, don't nick this one. It's 30 quid. Nick the one on the right because that's only nine quid. <laughs> It's so true. You left it on the note and I yeah. came and saw it. <laughs> yeah, because you can't, I'd come back from a weekend yeah. where you'd desperately gone around the house putting it back to order again. I threw parties in the house. Threw parties. I don't, I don't even want to go there, actually. It's upsetting. And then I'd open the bin. You know the, the police came around once? I know. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> that funny chap up the road came and knocked on my door and told me that they'd called the police and girls were screaming. Oh. <laughs> and you always denied everything. That's bad. Yeah, I did deny it. denied really. everything. And then I'd open the bin and there'd be three bottles of Chassin Morachet. And I'd go, well, what's this? And you'd say, oh, I have no idea. i say, well, did you take this, Jamie? I have no idea. I don't think I did. <laughs> I mean, well, it obviously wasn't your older brother because he wouldn't have dared. And Emily was too young. So it was definitely you. So I had to leave a note saying, drink the Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Okay, give me advice for being newlyweds. That's the big thing. So advice about marriage, what is it in your experience? Okay, well, the first bit of advice that I would genuinely give mm -hmm. anyone getting married is don't have a baby too quickly because getting married is a change and yeah. 
and enjoy it. Enjoy being together and married because no one knows that once this baby comes, how much more tired you are and how less free. And I just think everyone should have a good year. I agree together. with that. It's good advice. Don't um, rush things, which you Don't saying. rush it because you've got all the time in the world and and it's just your life will change. And so I think you should enjoy the two of you and the ability to travel and be together. Okay, that's great advice. Give me advice on how to keep love alive. How do you make sure that you keep the relationship going? Keep Make sure that love is still there because that's really important. I think you make sure you prioritize spending time together. Mm-hmm. You make an effort with each other. But I think you, you and Sophie have real love. I think it will always be there. You're just, you know, you are the best of friends. And mar- maintaining a marriage is about maintaining a friendship. You need to respect, admire, and love the person you're with. Mm. And you can manage with two of them. But if you if you lose respect and admiration and love won't be enough and if you don't love them but you kind of admire them it's not enough you need you need to build on all the things that brought you together that's great advice okay and now at your at very young age of 45 me yeah what are you 45 no i'm 70 next year <laughs> but you look amazing no, can i say you look phenomenal oh thank you very much uh, my stepfather it's cost a lot my, what, can i say that my stepfather who's one of the greatest men in the world he's fantastic he said for you for so long he's always gone oh you just look at your fat bottom he said that to you for so long hasn't he yeah and and now you've just you've lost all this weight and you look amazing yeah and, this was the wedding diet this was the wedding diet and now what is he saying to you yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's always called me pot. I don't know why. Pot, pen pot, pot, nail pot, potty. Um, anyway, I used to be pot and then I became big pot. And then I got to be fat pot. And then I was huge fat pot. And so this went on over the years because I kept saying to him when he was one of the people who took me out for dinner, yeah. I didn't eat because I was kind of, you know, like having a good time and being thin. And then we got together and he took me on holiday and he mm. booked restaurants, lunch, dinner, always booking these restaurants where I thought, shit, how do I not eat? And now all these years later, I go, where are we having lunch? And shall we have a donut? And what's for pudding? And oh, where's dinner? So I said to him, it's your fault. Yeah. So then I thought, no, the wedding's coming. I'm going to January. It's been seven months yeah. this diet. I just wanted to lose weight. So it was an incentive and mm. that was good. And so I'm now back to being pot or fat pot I'm yeah not a huge fat pot and then yesterday he said i don't think you're filling your skin now <laughs> i said sorry he said well you're very soon you're not gonna fill your skin <laughs> fill your skin i think he means sagging don't you i think you look great mama Thank i think you look great listen before you go i want to ask one more thing Give me what is the most important thing in life at your age now that you know you said you're going to be 70. What what do you look back on and realize what's important? What is important in life? Oh, being content with yourself. There you go. Uh, That yourself and your life is enough and you wake up every day and you're grateful for that day and you take the day for what it is. Stop worrying about what's coming and don't hang on to what's gone and just peace of mind. That is, couldn't be better advice. Mumsy, I love you so much. That was fantastic. Have you enjoyed it? 
I've loved it. It's been great, right? Listen, can I this. have a job? Because I love this. You want to have it? You can do this. Yeah, yeah, I'll come and do this with you. It's we great. Can, do you want to keep doing? I would love you to do it more with me. We yeah. can do it all the day, every day. Can I stay in that nice hotel I stayed in? You can last stay night in the nice know. hotel, yeah. Yeah. In the cozy room, and mummy didn't understand why it was called a cozy room. No, she said, "Oh, you're in the cozy room. I'm there with my husband," and he says, "What do you mean cozy?" And she went, "Well, you start shoebox, shoebox snug." Cozy, roomy, big one. And Jonathan went, upgrade us. <laughs> and they didn't. And they didn't. They didn't, did they? They did, because we had to pay for it. Yeah, he had to pay for the upgrade. All right, listen, Mama, uh, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, listen to all you listeners. We absolutely love you. Remember, please get in touch with all of your messages. We want to read them and hear them, however bad, however good they are. Send them to our Newlyweds podcast on Instagram or send us an email, newlyweds at jampopproductions.co.uk. Um, Mama, that's the end of the episode. Bye-bye, I've loved it. Wait, we don't say bye-bye yet. Oh, okay. We have to do a thing, we go, so if you're getting engaged... And? <laughs> anything you want. If you're getting engaged, good luck. Make him buy you a really nice ring. There we go. If you're getting divorced... Oh, oh God, eat sushi. <laughs> if you're thinking about getting engaged... Well, I hope you're both thinking about getting engaged. <laughs> if you're married... Oh, be nice to him. Just make an apple crumble when he's grumpy. And if you're single... Hey, the world's your oyster. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye! Bye! Oh, my baby. Oh, couldn't have been better. Right? More than all right. Okay. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com